book writing expert and author, and I help women to overcome the fear of writing and publishing their book. Today, I'm so excited to have Barbara Roux-Levra from Switzerland with me. Barbara is an emotional strength expert and speaker helping women who are too nice to become a kick-ass. Barbara, originally from the Dominican Republic, used to be a people pleaser. She was so busy trying to do everything properly that she disconnected from her own heart. As a result, she found herself in a toxic marriage to a narcissist. She was doing work she didn't enjoy and she doubted herself constantly. Fast forward to today, her life is filled with her biggest dreams, the family she always wanted, the work that makes her heart sing and the lifestyle that she absolutely loves. What changed? She reconnected to her heart and learned to lean on the universe to get what she wants. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Hello, Esther. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. It's a great pleasure, Barbara. So let's jump to the first question. What has been the turning moments in your life? I love that question. Um, I'm going to say realizing that no matter how much I did for my marriage, how much I gave my husband, it wasn't up to me. I wasn't going to change him. And I needed to change myself. That was my biggest turning point. And from then on, everything unfolded, right? So it was like, oh, stop trying to make him happy, right? Stop trying to make him, wow, be in a good mood, right? I thought when he was in a bad mood, it was my fault. And, um, and I would try to do everything and to change his mood. And then I realized, no, his mood has nothing to do with me, right? And this was learned behavior from my own parents, right? I saw my mom doing this all her life. And so when I realized that, oh my goodness, it, it has nothing to do with me, it's him, then I could totally like disconnect, right? From this relationship and start the road back to myself. Do you remember when you realized that? I really do, Esther. It was like, it was like one, we had one more fight, you know, one fight. And then it just hit me. Like all of a sudden I, I got this awareness, right? Like, oh, wait, it doesn't matter how much I do. It's never enough for him. You know, these were the words that like, it's never going to be enough. It doesn't matter how much I do. And that was such a liberating moment, you know, to say, oh, okay, then I have to find another way, right? Then, then there must be another way. And that was, yeah, finding the way to me. And what helped you to get out of this relationship? I guess it takes time. Yeah, absolutely. It was a whole process, you know, it was, I remember also Esther one day, the day 
that I really, I feel that I broke this codependency. I explain it to people the way I describe it. I say it felt as if somebody was ripping my heart out. You can imagine. Because of course, that's that's the codependency. You feel that if you lose that relationship, you're going to die, right? I mean, you're on the brink of death. This is what our mind makes us feel, right? And so I remember when I... I being in my house, being in my bedroom and saying, okay, no, I'm going to stop going back into this loop because, you know, we would be getting along well, then he would get mad and he would make a fight and then, you know, we'd then, okay, we would separate again. Then I would suffer so much, so much anxiety. I would do whatever was possible to get back into this loop, right? Because, but this cycle kept repeating itself. And then I, I was, I, I realized one day, my God, I've been doing this for so many years I already know what's going to happen the loop is just going to repeat itself and then I was like no whatever happens even if I die you know even if it feels like my heart is being ripped out I'm going to stop this cycle and then I said no you know and I stopped and it's really interesting Esther that I remember having the fear that if I wasn't dependent on him anymore then maybe I would find out that I didn't love him. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Because we confuse love with dependency, but actually they don't have anything to do with one another. So I had this fear, well, maybe if I'm no longer dependent on him, I won't feel that I love him. And so I made that decision and sure enough, then I could start seeing him as a different person from me, you know, and I started detaching and, and I stopped letting myself get involved into these fights right and then he would fight and then me too and then we would yell and and the thing is sister that when we do that then we are no better than the other person right so we just become like then and we, there's just this mish, mishmatch and and we cannot get out of that so when i stopped this and i detached and then i could see him as a different person then i could choose wait how do i want to react right and this is when I start to say, okay, he can go on this, you know, shouting and fighting, but I'm going to stay as an observer, you know, as an observer, but not get, not get dragged into it. And that was the best thing I did, you know, because then I could start building myself up and preparing myself as to have a relationship with somebody that was like me, like I had become, right? Somebody then, you know, calm, who was not going to shout, who was not going to fight, because, right, we attract, we attract what we are, right? So that's the beauty that we only need to change ourselves. Can you talk a little bit more about maybe your parents, your childhood, why it came that you ended up in a narcissism relationship? Yeah, and this is always the case, right, Esther? Like these, these addictions always come from our childhood. And what I realized is that my parents had modeled very much a, a similar marriage, right? My dad was somebody cold and distant and he would get really mad. And my mom was always trying to make him happy and, you know, go after him to get some love because my mom and I am the same way. We really need affection, like physical affection, somebody to hug us, to kiss us, right? And, um, and so I two things I would say I saw this behavior modeled by my parents and also Esther I craved 
my father's love, which is another right determinant into why I was attracted to a man like that, because I was craving my dad's love. So when somebody showed up that was similar to my dad, immediately, right, my, my nervous system was like, oh my God, here's your opportunity, right, to get the love of somebody who is like your dad, you know? And um, so, yeah, now I can see it so clearly. And this is why it's very liberating, Esther, because some people, when they divorce, they feel really bad. Oh, my goodness, I should never have married that person. And me, I would never say that because I am so conscious of the fact that I was always going to marry somebody like that because this was my programming, right? So whether it was him or it was another man, it was going to be a similar pattern because that's what I was subconsciously seeking, right? And it was only after doing the inner work that then I could bring the subconscious to the conscious, right? And then truly change that then I stopped being attracted to men like that. And then I became attracted to a totally different man. Right. And this is how I could manifest my partner that I have right now. And what helped you maybe more specifically to reprogram yourself to find the love you have now? <laughs> um, it was really that, you know, I started like instead of letting me be dragged by my husband's behavior and becoming like him. Right. Or becoming even more paralyzed, like, oh my God, even more afraid, right? So people either, okay, then I'm going to become like him or I'm going to become even more afraid, right? From afraid of him. And what I did, it was more, no, finding my way back to my values, you know? So it was really consciously I started choosing, like, do I want to start shouting now? No, because I don't like it when I get angry. I feel really bad when I get angry. So I, I'm not going to choose that, right? So I'm going to choose to, to continue to be level-headed, for example, right? And if I have to get out of it, out of the house for that moment, okay, listen, I'm leaving, right? To disengage from the fight. And um, I'm learning things, Esther, like not giving my pearls to the pigs. You know, this is a, this is a phrase from the Bible. And I found it to be so true. And I teach this to my clients all the time. And, and it refers to our pearls are those things that are so valuable for us, like our love, our affection, right? Our favors. I mean, anything beautiful. And the thing is that if we're giving it to someone who cannot see the value, this destroys us, right? Because we're thinking, my goodness, but I gave him all this love and, and now he, you know, totally dismissed me or told me to go away, right? And this just erodes our self-esteem. So I, I learned this as well. Okay, no, I cannot. So it was like a lot of um, becoming conscious of my behavior by becoming an observer of myself, right? And this is how we can also observe our ego. Ah, this is what my identity, my ego is doing. And how do I feel about that? I'm just observing it and then choosing differently. If someone is listening now and is still in a relationship which isn't that good, what do you recommend? Where to start? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, many times people just want to change their partner. Okay, I'm going to leave John and I'm going to go with Michael. And the thing is, and I've seen this over and over again, if we don't change, right, we're going to 
end up with a different man, but same pattern, actually even worse, right? I had a friend who did that and she told me afterwards, oh my God, Barbara, the next one ended up being at 10 times worse than my first husband, right? Um, so it's the inner work. You have to forget, I know it's so hard when we're codependent, but forget about the person in front of you. It's not about whether he provoked me or he told me something mean or he neglected me or he ignored me, whatever. It's about you, right? You have to turn it towards you and then you're going to start seeing yourself. Oh, look, I was looking for his approval instead of approving myself, right? Oh, I was looking to make him happy instead of finding my happiness, right? So it's really turning our sight towards ourselves and doing the inner work, right? Absolutely. And, you know, when I work with coaches, so I always recommend work with somebody outside of you, right? Because there are things that we cannot see ourselves. We are so into the situation that we lose objectivity. Hmm. And where do you start the inner work, Barbara? <laughs> Maybe the inner work is that, is becoming first the observer, right? Observing yourself. And, um, and, I, and I have to say I'm working with somebody because, yeah, it makes it so much easier. Otherwise, it's so hard. But really observing yourself, of, um, learning. But this, I mean, I, this you can really only do with somebody. Learning how did, how did I get these patterns, right? This is also this. This you can leap when you find that out, right? How did I get this specific pattern? Oh, then we understand ourselves so much better. Ah, I see I was never seen by my father, right? So I'm always trying to have my husband see me, but ah, it's because I never felt seen by my father, right? And these, uh, I, I, I like this other quote that says that the truth sets us free. And I really believe in this, right? So when we find out the truth about us, it like starts to set us free little by little, right? So we need to find out our truth, our truth. It sounds easy, but I guess, or I know it's hard to do. What helps you just to keep on going or what would you recommend someone who wants to do the work? Yeah, um, oh my goodness. When you realize that life can be so much better, right? Like that's just such a great motivation. And, um, and if you have help, uh, Esther, then it becomes so much easier, right? Why try to reinvent the wheel, right? We need to seek help and then listen. You know, before taking on a client on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I always have a call to see if the person is ready. Not everybody's ready to be coached, right? And as long as we're thinking, no, no, I, I, I know I have the answer. It's just that, you know, that the timing is not right, but I know, you know, as long as we're thinking, I know what I need to do, it, it, it's not going to work, right? But when somebody really says, oh my God, I've tried so many things and I'm really willing to listen, then they're, they're ready, right? And this to me is the, is the fastest path, is really the most effective path. Um, Einstein said that the head, the mind that created the problem is not the mind that can solve it. We need outside input to become aware, right? 
Otherwise, we are, we know, we're walking like we're on automa automatic pilot, right? We are like under a hypnosis, just repeating the same behaviors, the same thoughts. Another fact, science has taught us that 90, something like 95% of our thoughts are the same every day, right? So how can we like change? So we really need this outside somebody to lead us a mentor to take us by the hand and you know with love right with love and with truth show us the way and then it's it's it, then it's a beautiful journey and you know i started doing myself although i'm a coach i always have a coach you know and then i work with people for a specific period of time and when i feel that i've learned what i had to learn from this person then this is over, then I can get a new coach, right? I actually, I just started with a new coach um, yesterday or the day before I signed up, you know? So I, because I'm like, no, I know there is more. I know I can be more free. I know I can be more successful. I know I can be more loving. I know I can be a better example for my kids and the people around me. So I want to go higher and I want somebody to pull me higher, right? Uh, right? I don't want to waste 10 more years. Four more years going around the mountain in the desert. <laughs> and how long does it take to break patterns like we were talking about and reprogramming ourselves? You know, it's so actually, Esther, I used to think if you would have asked me this question maybe years ago, I would have said, well, it's a long process and it takes years. But I think it depends on how ready you are and, and also the techniques. You know that it was amazing. I had one session with a coach with a very specific technique that I love. And, um, and she helped me to see that many times I was just keeping myself busy because, listen to this, this is like mind-blowing, because my father had been somebody who was who did not do much in my home, okay? But he had businesses, but people were taking care of his businesses and he was bringing in money, but he was not doing much in the house because he had delegated, right, most of his work. And so, but my mother always judged that. Oh my God, it's so terrible because my mom would go to work every day, right? But my mom would go, would go to work every day and have an office job and my dad was making more money. But my mom was still judging my dad for being at home and not doing much. And so through this technique, I could see clearly, oh my God, because my mom had judged that, then I had judged that as well myself. And so it meant I could not allow myself to be doing nothing. I had to keep myself busy. But this was just creating stress and not necessarily being productive or effective. And it's amazing, but when I could see this so clearly, Esther, it was like the truth set me free. In, in one session, this was one session, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to do this anymore. And it felt so liberating. <laughs> and then I could start acting differently, you know? So things can happen. You can have a quantum leap in one session. And with, what did you change after that session? So then I was like, I felt liberated. Oh yeah, I don't have to be busy just to be busy. So I'm really now, I'm going to take the time, take my time, go do my nails, um, <laughs> yeah. take care of myself, really love myself, take more time to even do, for example, EFT, tapping, right? Then it was like, no, then I was doing 
what I really wanted to do. And the thing is, what I was saying in the beginning, the more we are following our heart and our heart is always what we love, right? Our head is what you have to, you should, you must, you should be busy, you should be doing that, you should be posting, right? You should be advertising, whatever. But our heart is like, oh, I really would like now to do whatever, you know, and it can still be posting, but it's coming from my heart, not because I need to. So yeah, so Esther, I can tell you from one day to the next that changed. So I love this type of coaching. Now I have become uh, uh, certified in this coaching technique because I found it so amazing as well, you know? And um, so things don't have to take years and years, but we can do, we can quantum leap little by little. And of course, you know, there are many layers to us, right? Esther, so it's not because I had one session on that, that wow, now my life has been solved, right? No. There are other issues, but the more we, the more truths we find that, that the more liberated we are and yeah, and the more liberated we are, the more we are creating the life that we really want with ease because I'm convinced Esther, as I was telling you before the interview, I'm convinced life was created to be easy, you know? And um, I don't know if you're religious. I, I, I always use Jesus on the Bible just because I have a Christian upbringing, but can apply to anybody. But Jesus said that. He said, if you are tired and you know weary, come to me. Give me your load, your burden, and take mine, which is light. You know, and I realized, oh my God, this is how God designed life to be light, you know, that we can be like children, right? Children are not burdened. Oh my God, I have to do this. And if I don't do that, then I'm in, no. Children are like, oh, I want this. And I feel like jumping now. And now I feel like reading a book, right? It's like, yeah, driven by their heart. And that's what I aim to do. And that's what I've done. Like more and more be led by my heart and less blessed by my head and that is a life of liberation and joy beautiful <laughs> so where can people reach you barbara um actually the best place would be facebook you know with my name i'm the only person with this complicated name and um you were i'm sure you're gonna put it in the notes but really because there this is where i'm posting really daily and people can really get a feel for my work and just learn right and i i, I love to share what i'm discovering and, and the things that have liberated me great can you give us for closing three tips you would give to to your clients to become a kick-ass <laughs> um okay the first one i already mentioned but i'm going to mention it again is don't throw your pearls to the pigs right so that means as soon as you whatever you're giving and you realize oh somebody's not appreciating it right they're not saying thank you they're not saying oh my god i really love what you're doing don't do it because it's going to erode your self-esteem right so just stop we really have to aim to have symmetrical relationships right so let me say that as number two have symmetrical relationships it doesn't matter with whom even if it's with your children right and not naturally we give more to our children but then for example i tell my children i'm here to serve you but they have to respect me right in turn they have to appreciate what what i'm doing and they have to respect me right so go for symmetrical relationships 
And the third, oh, and my favorite of all, trust life, trust God, the universe, whatever you call it, trust. It's true, Esther, I realize all our suffering and all our fears stem from the fact that we don't trust, right? So if we don't trust, we think, oh no, but then this might turn out bad. Oh no, but maybe I did a mistake. Oh no, when we trust, you know how I feel like even if I've made a mistake, the universe is going to work it out for me. It's going to come around to me, right? So the more I trust, the less fear I have. And some people are like, do it even if you're afraid, do it afraid. And what I realized, Esther, is that if I trust, I don't, fear is gone. Great. Just to explain a little bit more, I mean, I hear trust, but what does it include? Okay, good. To me, it's trusting life, trusting that if this showed up, actually, this is a favorite line of mine. If this showed up, God already knew about it and he already has a solution. So I don't need to stress, right? I need to, so he already has it and he's going to show me. And my job is the more I stay in this energy, the more things just, oh, my goodness, work out, right? So just staying in the energy of trust creates miracles. And the more we stress, right, Esther, the worse it gets. Some of my clients, when they come to me, they're like, oh, my God, my life is so chaotic and it's crazy and I'm suffering so much. But we are creating all that. Right? We, have to, we have to understand that nobody's going to be able to go to God at the end of their lives and say, you were so mean and life was so mean. No. God is going to say, as you believed, it was done. Right, Esther? And this I realized. So when people were really worried about getting corona, I, I remember I told my mom, mom, I'm more worried about which thoughts I think, which feelings I feel. Right? So when I, when I start to feel fear for example Esther I'm like no I'm gonna do tapping or whatever but I'm gonna get out of that I'm gonna go into trust I trust things are gonna work out well how sometimes we don't know how Esther but when we start to trust that's like a seed that will you know create this plant and you will see the results and then so many so many things in my life Esther have been answered like that oh oh yeah like even my partner, right? When I decided that I didn't want my marriage anymore and I said to God, God, thank you for my marriage. It was 20 years. Now I give it back to you. And then I said, and now God, I want a man who is like this, da, 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 da. I did a whole list. Three months later, Esther, this man showed up, you know, totally showed up. And the day we met, we fell in love, right? What did I do? I didn't go on a dating app you know I, I i was not looking for anybody i just asked and trusted and that is the most powerful thing i believe we can do very beautiful thank you so much barbara for sharing all your wisdom thank you oh my pleasure esther thank you for giving me the opportunity i want people to live happier lives and to not be stressed and to trust more because we were created to live in paradise.